Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Jocks of All Trades. I'm your first sponsor, Connor Lynch. I'm your second sponsor, Tyus Welter. And we want to give a very special shout out to our third and most important sponsor this week, Barb McAndrews Chicken Casserole. Let's go. I'm awesome. No, you're not, dude. Don't lie. I'm awesome. I'm driving around in my mom's ride. I'm awesome. A quarter of my life gone by and I met all my friends online. All right, all right, all right. Uh, you know, Connor, uh, some of our listeners have been giving us some feedback, and a lot of people have been saying that we're not a very cultured podcast, that we really stick to just a couple of topics every week and don't branch out. Or I'm here to say uh, that's not true. You know, we have lots of interest, and we know what's going on in the world, right? Don't we? Of course, yeah. I, I read the news. Yeah, and I read the headlines of the news, so that's pretty much the same thing. Uh, and so we're going to go across the pond this week, uh, get about as culturally different from the U.S. as we can, and go to Queen uh, Elizabeth the United dying. Kingdom. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Wait, she died? <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry, sorry, yeah, I saw that headline. Uh, so, no, but we are sticking with Great Britain because the prime minister of Great Britain from when Queen Elizabeth died suffered a political death this week and she's out as british prime minister after only 44 days which is pretty sad so our question is what jobs do you think you could successfully fake and survive in for 45 days or longer does that make sense connor it does it does um do you want me to go ahead and get going would love it okay well i will uh i will go with one that uh i think i've been doing and when you asked me first you said that that you're not qualified for um, maybe not necessarily yeah. fake. And one that I have done now is, or at least I'm close to doing, I've done is being a lawyer. Um, I have the credentials. <laughs> I passed the bar, but I have absolutely zero clue what I'm doing. Uh, and I've made it a couple months now, uh, in the, in the professional world. So that that's my first answer is being a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard they let any idiot with a with a bar and dream become a lawyer. So, so I like that answer, Connor. Uh, have you made it forty five days yet? Yep, I started August fifteenth. It, it we're recording October twenty sixth. So I'm I'm over sixty days, brother. You freaking beast! Yeah. Uh, I'm so proud of you, man. I don't know, I don't say it enough, but I'm proud of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, my first one. Uh, is going to be just any position in a state government. Like, you know how there's, like, you know, we have, like, senators and houses and, and representatives in the House, uh, but there's also, like, those positions within the states themselves, federalism. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I don't have a single clue who any of my state representatives, senators, Supreme Court people have been in my entire life. I don't know what they do. I don't think anybody knows what you do. Uh, and I think every policy takes longer than 45 days to implement anyways. So I think I could just kind of, you know, sit on my hind end and, and rake in the dollars like, you know, most politicians do for, for that long. Yeah, I had I had similar. I had pretty much any government, you know, political job and exactly the same reason that Liz Truss resigned, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I just wouldn't resign. And the the... the hoops they'd have to jump through to get me out of the office would take more than 45 days in and of itself. So that's one I think we, we could definitely get. Yeah. It is one thing that governments and big 12 and bars in Columbia have in common and that's, they can't get you out until you're ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. My next one, uh, is going to be 
a manager of an MLB team. Um, you know, I think a lot of different coaching jobs you you have you have a little bit of a leash, but I think MLB, especially for you know, Tony Larusa was asleep in the dugout like half the season for God's sakes, and he made it damn near the entire season. Might have gotten through. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he's not there now. Did he make it through the season? I think he lives trust. I don't think he's there anymore. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't know if he got fired before the season ended or right after. Anywho, doesn't matter. I I could easily abide. The responsibilities are low. You just have to make a couple pitching changes, set a lineup that, you know, your analytics guys tell you to do. So I uh I think that'd be an easy job to fake. Yeah, I had a very similar answer on mine. I had third base coach, which is just a little bit simpler. No eyes on you. Um yeah, I don't know. If, if you can manage a little league team, I think you can manage a, a professional team. They know what they're doing. The only thing I'd have about the third base coach is like, if you fuck up really bad on that, you legit might get your like responsibilities as third base coach taken away. Like if you if you send a couple people like in a terrible situation, whatever it may be, you're done. A manager I think has a longer leash because it's it's you know it's harder to fire a manager than it is a third base coach. But yeah. no, good point. Here's my answer though: just don't send anybody. You're always holding people at third that can get thrown out of home. True. Yeah. Then you can always blame like the next batter up for just not bringing them in. Yeah, we gotta get more hits, coach. Yeah. Uh, all right. My next one uh, is gonna be a language translator or like a sign language guy. Uh, and my reasoning for this is most people don't know more than one language, uh, and so if they're using me as a translator to to communicate with someone else, I just make stuff up and hope hope. No one knows the difference. Yeah, great answer, especially if we if you can get like a niche language, like you said, that not a lot of people know. Um, mm-hmm. When you said sign language, I was like, that one, I don't know if you could you could fake because um, the deaf people would just be up in arms. They would be just screaming profane things, and by screaming, I mean signaling profane things <laughs> at you. Um, <laughs> Who's gonna be able to know? I'm the one telling everybody else what they're saying. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're right. Anyways, sorry, sorry. What, what's yours? What's yours, Connor? I, are you? No, I'm. I'm going to stick to this. Are you translating what somebody is actually saying to the deaf people? Yeah. Or so, like, you, you know how when there's like political speeches, there's sometimes concerts. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there's been stories of people faking this before too, or like they got caught. But I guarantee it took them longer than forty-five days to get caught. Yeah, yeah, I think there's just <laughs> the, the issue there is there just needs to be one person in the entire crowd <laughs> that knows, and then you're hosed again. Um, but fine answer. Rush yeah, yeah. Um, okay, my next one is definitely the hardest one for me. Like, it would take the most work to fake, but I think I could do it, and that is being a professional chef. Um, the reason I think I can do this is because you have 49 days, right? And I think you could just make like 25 meals and then go on a on a cycle. So you do the same 25 meals over and over again. And I think I could I could put together 25 good meals. Yeah, here's my thing with that is I think 25 meals you eat you to and get better at. So I think if you make it past the first week or two, you could probably get good enough to fake it and feel comfortable. Or okay, I know what I'm doing with these dishes, and I can make them consistently. Um, but I think I don't know. People are expecting great meals, and if you don't blow them away and like 
I think the hardest thing too would be just the presentation. Like I can make a decent meal for myself, I think, and, and I enjoy eating it, but I'm not making it look nice. I'm just slapping the food down on a plate or in a bowl. Um, I yeah, think the key it, to that's just some parsley or basil. Just you know, just sprinkle a little <laughs> green on top, and it always looks good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's messy by design. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you got any more? Yeah, I got one more. Uh, my last one that I can take for forty five days is just an actuary. Uh, your job is literally to go unnoticed. No one ever. I don't think I've ever met an actuary. Um, I don't think anyone's ever met an actuary. I don't know if they actually exist. Uh, I don't think they want to be noticed. Um, and it's just putting numbers in Excel. That's easy. Anybody can do that. So actuary. Yeah, love that. Um, the other ones I had were youth minister, uh, you know, salesman. <laughs> um, but we don't need to get into the detail on those. Uh, and no. that that wraps up our uh, our cultured talk for the episode. All right, we're going to get things going with our college football segment for today. Uh, Tyus and I had a fun weekend. We we somewhat coincidentally both found ourselves in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, and went to the Wisconsin-Purdue football game. Uh, my my brother and his fiance had kind of like a wedding shower thing. She's from Madison. Uh, Tyus was up there visiting our friend Grant, who was the guest picker for our historical figures category uh a couple weeks ago uh, and so we all got together uh enjoyed some some pregame festivities went to the game and so we're kind of gonna do something today where we uh we talk about game day experiences we're not going to talk about football we're going to talk about a college game day experience uh and the way we're going to frame this is we're each going to give a pro and a con of the madison wisconsin game day experience so basically something we would you know, we think does a better job than other game days, Mizzou in particular, or does a worse job. So, Tyus, I'll let you uh, kick things off. Either your pro or your con, whatever mood you're in today. Uh, what stood out to you about Madison? Hey, you know, I like to be positive. I'm a positive guy. I'm I'm sticking with the rattle first. Um, and you know, there's a lot of great things about game days in Wisconsin. There's lots of things I could say here. Um, but I'll avoid saying the obvious, you know, scoring touchdowns, hanging on to leads. Um, I won't, I won't see that low. Uh, I'd say the thing I'd like to carry over from Wisconsin Camp Randall to Mizzou uh, would be the student section traditions. So, like you mentioned, I was there visiting our friend Grant, who is in law school there. So I was able to sit in the student section for the game, which was really, really cool. Um, and they just had like a lot of choreographed, planned out student section traditions that they'd clearly been doing for many many years so so for example every time wisconsin scored a touchdown they had this like fun little song they'd play and all the student section members would clap their hands and like lean back and forth a bunch of times like a top uh great ab workout for the record um but just you know kind of cool kind of different uh there's this big scoreboard race after the third quarter so you know most sporting events they have that like the red the blue and the green cars go around some track uh they do the same thing but for like the sections of the student section so like the the bleacher numbers that the groups are in and the place was going nuts the whole time. Every student was losing their mind. Our section actually won, not to brag, uh, but it was just electric. Even that moment was a higher high than jump around, which you might get to in a session, the second bruiser. So I don't want to, I don't want to take your pay. Um, that was awesome. And then just even like stupid things, like every time an alum or 
another player or somebody important showed up on the field or the big screen, everyone in the student section would do like the bowing motion with their hands. And it was just like kind of a fun way to just be a part of the game and, and, and make it more of an experience than just, you know, watching with your friends. So the student session traditions are my take on her. Yeah, yeah. I noticed it. I was not in the student section, but I noticed it for sure. The race was incredible. Like the students were, were going berserk over just the scoreboard race. Yeah, I I agree with everything you said. And mine, you, you kind of touched on. Uh, my The thing that I think was electric was jump around. Uh, it was like a, a somewhat boring game by the th- end of the third quarter, which is when they do jump around. But it still just got everyone going. It was so fun. And I think the biggest tell for this being such an awesome thing for a game day experience is, I shit you not, the student section, first quarter was maybe halfway full. All through the second quarter, it starts filling up more and more and more. By the end of the third quarter, it is packed. Every seat in the student section is full. And right after jump around, it just clears out back to like less than halfway full. So it is. it just goes to show like, People go to Wisconsin game day into Camp Randall. Like, that's like a big part of why they're going. Um, I think Mizzou is starting to get there with uh, is it Mr. Brightside, right? Is No, yeah, that's what it is. The fuck KU song? Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually, I don't remember. Like, I've only been one game in the last, or two games the last two years. Um, but I hope so. That would be the perfect song for Mizzou to play. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, even at Wisconsin, they did buttercup song where they like started the karaoke and cut off the music and everyone sang that would be ideal for mizzou i hope we do that yeah yeah and so i i think they did you know the last couple games i've been to they did mr brightside in in big moments late in the game so i would love to see them do that but that was my biggest pro um my biggest con i'll go ahead and do that next wait real quick real quick yeah i got a a question about jump around uh how were you staying on the bleachers while you're jumping? Like that was something I didn't expect to be difficult, but I started going at it and I was like getting kind of wobbly and it was almost uh man overboard a couple of times. So, so how was your experience? Yeah, I've got, I've got a confession here. Uh, I didn't jump. I, I just did the thing where I kind of like, like an Oompa Loompa would like crouch my knees and do a lot of hand motions to make it look like I was jumping, but I was really just shrinking and extending my body. So didn't have those issues. No, but that that is a good segue to my con. I have two cons. I'll do one first, and then if you don't say the other one, I'll I'll touch on that at the end. But my con was the bleacher situation. I felt so crammed, and I don't think this was just because there were more fans than I'm used to than at Mizzou games. Uh, It could be because I was with a group of like eight pretty big dudes, but I was you couldn't lean back. They were narrow. And there were, like, stuffed way too many people in one row of the bleachers. I was extremely uncomfortable the entire game. And I was also in, like, the one area where there was the sun. It was, like, 75 degrees. The sun was just beating down on me. I was, like, less physically comfortable in that game than I've been in any football game, like, in my entire life. It was terrible. Um, so that's my first one. I've got another one, but I'll let you you take a con yourself. Okay. Yeah, uh, I didn't have eight big sweaty men around me, um, so I was pretty comfortable. And I was in the shade for half the game, but that does sound annoying. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Um, thank you for sharing your pain. Um, my my con was, you know, I never thought I'd do this. I've grown up in Big Ten country my whole life, been a Big Ten supporter. Went to Mizzou and SEC school for them, obviously. But outside of that, 
never really been SEC homer. Uh, but I'm going to take an SEC tradition and say that it's better than the Big Ten, and that is dressing up for the games. Uh, something I never thought I'd be super into or excited about, but just rocking that polo, rocking the nice shorts or pants, girls wearing cowboy boots, sundresses, just feels like an event, right? And at Wisconsin, they have the overalls, which are kind of cool. But other than that, you just kind of wear a Wisconsin T-shirt and some jeans or some shorts. Uh, and that just felt kind of boring to me. So that's not something I would. I'm glad that Mizzou is on the other side of things. That's not something I would bring over. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The, the sundresses in and of itself is just like, I can't imagine somebody in the, in the opposite position that's gone to Big Ten games their entire college time. Then they go to a Mizzou game and they see, you know, the beauty uh, uh, that that exudes out of uh, Faroe Field there, um, yeah, but good good con. My second, my last one that I didn't touch on uh, is that they do not sell beer inside the stadium. Uh, I had an elite buzz going into this game, and as I mentioned, I was hot and uncomfortable. And the one thing that could have just put all that by the wayside was just a cold beer. And they did not sell it. Uh, it like, frankly, made gave me a huge headache when you're drinking heavy and then you just stop cold turkey. Uh, it, I, it made the rest of my day like terrible. I was so tired. Uh, it was it was it was bad. Um, so yeah, that would that would be my other one. Then the last thing I think we need to talk about is just the tailgating experience. So, um, Tyus, we for tailgating went to this like bar that had this you know beer garden thing open uh and that's kind of what the whole deal there was is there's just these bars that host tailgates you're not you know grilling burgers get your own tailgate going what did you think of that yeah i was considering it for one of my cons but ultimately left it off just because like i thought it was a really cool way to get everybody involved you know at mizzou where tailgates are kind of you know people set up their own tents and invite their friends and gotta know someone to get in uh shout out to the frats um um you you get more food you get free food you get free drinks um it's like more of an all-day thing which is cool and no one likes paying for drinks no one likes paying for food but it was cool just knowing like i don't have to worry about where i'm going i can meet up with lots of different people i can bounce around i can stay in one place um i thought it was kind of a fun like mix it in every once in a while type of a tailgate vibe um and so i thought it was a blast but i don't know if i'd want to do it every game what did you think yeah, I uh, my thoughts pretty much echo yours completely. Uh, it was a fun like wrinkle to it, but I think I think I like normal tailgating a lot more. Just the control you have, the like it feels really fun to get your own tailgate set up. You know, get your just your group of friends. You're not having to deal with you know a bunch of strangers like next to you doing random shit. So I like normal tailgating more, but it wasn't a bad experience. Um, and the best part of that experience, if I say, I know our listener base continues to grow each and every episode so bartender girl from the red zone back bar if you're listening to this what's up <laughs> i echo that as well yes <laughs> all right that'll uh that'll wrap up college football and we will get on to some uh some tv talk next Thanks for tossing it over, Bruiser from the past. Um, this is our TV talk section, and we're talking about the biggest show in television right now, maybe the biggest show in history. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll see where it goes. Uh, but that's right, you guessed it. It is House of the Dragon. 
Uh, Connor and I were big into Game of Thrones, kind of towards the end as it was coming out. We were a little late to the party, but uh, I got like crazy into it, was reading Reddit theories and stuff about the last season. Connor watched and enjoyed it, I think. Um, but we, we loved Game of Thrones and now have been really into this House of the Dragon series, and the finale just came out this Sunday, so we figured we had to bring it to the podcast. Uh, so our question, we're just going to get straight into it, um, would be, Bruce or Connor, would you marry your sister if it meant you could ride a dragon? Obviously, the Targaryens, are they're very famous for, you know, incest and dragon riding, so would you take one if you had to take the other? Hmm. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, me either. Well, all right. Well, that's going to do it for House of the Dragon Talk. We'll see you next week. All right. The World Series is set. We've got the Philadelphia Phillies uh, versus the Houston Astros. So we already hashed out uh, that we think the dudes from Philly would would beat the astronauts, I think is where we settled last week. week. So we are going to get into a new hypothetical this week. Uh, This has kind of been going around the Twitter world. uh, And so here's the deal. The last three times, the only three times, a Philadelphia baseball team has won the World Series was immediately followed by financial crises. So 1929, Great Depression. 1980, I don't know if there's a name for that, but the recession of the 1980s. And the 2008, followed by the Great Recession. So, Tyus, the question for today is, would you take on a global financial crisis in exchange for your team winning the World Series? Yeah, yeah. And and as you're talking... I kind of feeling bad for the other two financial crises get these big, you know, intimidating names, the Great Depression, the Great Recession, and this one's just like 1980. Like, that sounds like a band name. Uh, so I think, you know, at some point over the course of this podcast, we need to put our heads together and, and give the 1980 financial crisis uh, the credit it deserves. But, but we can talk about that another time. Uh, my initial instinct on this was to say no, um, because for the simple fact that I've already won a World Series. So like the Cubs is my my team the 100 year drought if that was still in effect 100% my answer would be yes i have those memories to last me a lifetime since they've already since it's already happened i think i could go a little bit longer and be okay without them having one um but then i started thinking about it more and if there's one thing i learned from watching the big short it's that if you can spot a financial crisis coming you can make a lot, a lot of money. And so knowing that there's something coming big after after the Phillies win, you know, short the housing market, sell all your stocks before the stock market crashes, do whatever you got to do. I'm going to use this, you know, tragedy for my own gain. Um, so, yes, I'm, I'm taking the World Series. What do you say? Yeah, first, I'd just like to, you know, establish this is not financial advice. Uh, invest and sell your stocks at your own risk. Um I'll go through kind of my thought process here. So the first thing, again, I thought, you know, generally no. Like that doesn't seem like a payoff. Um, but then I thought if there was ever a time for that to happen, it would be now. You know, I just started working a couple months ago, so I don't really have, you know, many savings. My portfolio isn't that strong. My exposure to the markets is low. All of these things. So I was like, eh, maybe. Like what do I have to lose? 
Um, but as the selfless, uh, thoughtful guy I am, I thought, you know, I've got a lot of family and friends who are in different situations and, and they would be harmed by a crisis. So then I was at a loss. But then I thought again, and I, I realized uh, the motto I live by when it comes to investing is you only lose on a stock if you sell. You know, the value of your stocks can tank, but if you hold on to that, you still got the stock. Uh, and we just got to let it rise. So I was going back and forth, back and forth. Um, and the last thing I realized is, you know, 2008 happened. And that like ruined a lot of lives. Um, but like, I think most people are in an okay spot. I don't know. I'm I'm lucky to be in that position. Um, like, I don't know too many people that are like still talking about how 2008 just totally ruined their lives. You know, we bounced back. Um, so all in all, I think I would take the World Series, but I would like to talk to somebody about this who like has actually gone through a, a financial crisis when they're at a different stage in life. Yeah, like if they lost their job because of the recession, like, okay, knowing what you know now, would it have been worth to go through all that if, if the Phillies won? That would be cool. Exactly, yeah. So uh, maybe we can do that. Uh, we'll see what happens. But those are kind of my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got, really. Uh, other than, you know, if you want any more unsolicited financial advice, uh, tune in. I'm actually starting my own podcast, actually. Uh, I'll put the link in the description. But, uh, yeah, we'll put that one behind a paywall for, for all our, our listeners. <laughs> all right, all right. Again, not financial advice. We'll uh, We'll move on now. It is movie time. We're getting ready for our movie of the week. So we're going to dive right into our hypothetical. Connor, the question this week for our surprise movie is, if you could have a redo for one day in your life, what would it be and why? So, Connor, what day are you doing over? Yeah. Um, so this was obviously a, a very hard question to analyze because there are so many days in my life that I wish I could do over. So many mistakes I've made, both big and small. Um, but I'm going to go with the one that, you know, it still eats me up to this day and it shouldn't, uh, but it's something that I want to change. And so it was my freshman year of high school. Uh, I made varsity baseball team, but in, in small capacities. So primarily I was a pitcher for varsity and I would only pitch a few games. I would pitch against like the God awful teams that we were going to beat no matter who was pitching. Or I would pitch against like the few teams a year that were just so good that we were probably going to lose no matter who was pitching. So I just ate innings. Um, but the first time I got to do something at all in varsity was the first tournament of the year. And I got to play shortstop because the starting shortstop was pitching that game. Uh, and so I got DH'd for. And so I'm the starting shortstop but I'm the one getting DH'd for. I didn't get to hit. All I had to do was field. And in the top of the first inning, I had three errors. I got yanked from the game after the first inning. Uh, and it was just like the most humiliating experience of my life. So if I could redo one day, I think it would just be to take that back. It it stuck with me all through the rest of high school. Everybody knew I was the three-error kid. You know, it was a bear. All my teammates hated me right from the get go. I had to earn their respect back. So it had a lot of residual effects. I would go back and change it. 
I don't know to, the, to this day if I could have made those plays right now, but I think I wouldn't have fucked up all three of them. So that that's my day. Tyus, what about you? Yeah, well, real think was it just nerves? What got you that? Because obviously you played baseball for a long time and were a good fielder. So what happened? Yeah, I think like it was it was probably a lot of nerves. Like I don't. I don't know. I didn't feel nervous, but I think it had to have been. I kept, like, coming up on the ball. Just a, I don't know, a lot of mistakes. And they were all fielding errors. None of them were throwing errors. Like, I couldn't even just put the ball in the glove. It was terrible. So, I don't know. I don't know what got to me. That's why I want to redo it. I want to fix that day. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I still think you're right, guys, despite that. I, I would never call you three or got to your face at least um so i appreciate you sharing that comment that's a good um uh, my uh day that i would change this was tough for me because like you said uh lots of mistakes growing up lots of mistakes in my life hard to choose just one um so my first inkling that came to mind was just the day i met connor's mom uh she gave me a big hug uh and i wouldn't change anything i just want to go back and you know relive that moment again uh, so that might be on there, but I, I won't see that one. Um, there's the time I crashed my car into a ditch, um, just when I, tr- I turned too late and missed the road because uh, my window was defrosted. I'm not choosing that because I learned a valuable lesson from that event, uh, and that's you should always defrost your front window. Um, <laughs> I'm not choosing. I'm not choosing the day uh, I failed a math test when I was a senior in high school. Uh, only test I ever, I've ever failed in school. Um, it was a take-home test, and I failed it because it was over a summer homework, and I just hadn't done any of the summer homework. Um, wouldn't change that, uh, even though my parents were not happy with me, um, because I learned, you know, you got to do your work ahead of time. So I think, genuinely, the day I'm going to redo is our flag football championship, my junior year of college, your senior year, Connor. Mm. Uh, down to the wire, lost by one point. Our team was a wagon. Uh, definitely one of the biggest, you know, uh, most parts of college I'll remember forever. Uh, just because how much fun we had and how goofy we were with it. Uh, win one for Herb, bubble screen specialist. A shout out. Uh, and there's touchdown, one baby. That is, ooh, touchdown, baby. Uh, <laughs> but there's one play in particular in that championship game that I, I always remember. Like turn, there's exceptions were such a big deal and that leads to everyone's world time and we stopped the team we had the ball like at the 20 yard line first and goal we're gonna punch didn't get the ice the game no doubt we ran one of our signature plays roll out to the right the center uh, uh who was the center Connor? i was the center you were the center uh so the whole offense rolls to the right and the center was eligible to catch balls in this league so while everyone's going to the right the center sneaks to the back of the end zone on the left side um and it was working perfectly. I, I looked off to safety, ran to the right, looked back. You were open. Under through it just a little bit. He got over in time, made an unbelievable one-handed interception, and we lost the game by one. I, I haven't forgotten it. I never will. Um, and it still needs to be up inside of this day. So that's probably the day I'm redoing. I almost feel like there there's a little bit of resentment there for me not coming back to get that ball. Um, you know, I could have done better myself. No, uh, no. You know, it was a team sport, but I, I, I'm with you, Tyus. I think that's one that, that we both want back. Uh, great pick. I hadn't thought about that day in a while, uh, and I'm I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it. We were so close. Uh, 
could went back the next year, lost in the championship again, and just to have one of those two years to win would have would have changed my life for the better. So I I think that's an awesome uh, awesome day to relive. It's something we could have told our kids and grandkids about, um, but here we are. Uh, so are we ready to reveal the movie? Yeah, hit them with it. Uh, and this is kind of a trick question, Halloween week, shout out, uh, because we actually have two movies that this can apply to. Um, and those movies are Groundhog's Day and About Time. Both deal with going back and redoing either one day or whatever day that you want to. Um, both good movies, both fun, fit the hypothetical this week. Yeah, you had uh, initially pitched this question, and I my head went to Groundhog Day. You had it for About Time. I've actually never seen About Time. So did that, they got to choose what day to go back and, and relive in that? Yeah, so pretty much the, the main character in About Time can, anytime he messes up or just does something wrong, he can just like, I think he has to go in like some dark room or closet and it's just instantly transported back into uh, whatever time like starts the mishap. So like, like let's say he like botches a chance to kiss a girl at a party he can just go inside of the closet snaps fingers and he's right back to the moment where he could have kissed her and then he gets to do it or he can go back like two weeks at a time and he can go back years at a time um and he just relives and has a second chance at whatever comes out after the time he goes back to gotcha yeah that sounds a hell of a lot it's better kind of- than groundhog day yeah oh definitely it's like a superpower for yeah. groundhog day he's like trapped punishment yeah well, uh, I'll have to give that a watch, but that uh, that uh, wraps up our movie of the week. If you like chocolate cake um, and you eat a piece uh, and then you have one dangled in front of your face, you're probably going to want to eat that too. Not much is going to stop you. So, I mean, that's how that's how you feel about the Super Bowl. I mean, that's, uh, that, that is the chocolate cake with the ultimate frosting. And then uh, you, you need to, you're going to try to go get it if you can. All right, as per usual, going to get things going with our NFL talk. Going to do some uh, some Chiefs-Eagles recap, uh, least surprising surprise, and then our season total showdown. So uh, I'll, I'll talk about the Chiefs first, if you don't mind, Tyus. Um, I watched this game on the drive home from Madison, Wisconsin to Kansas City. Just had it out on my phone, and it was so fun to watch. Uh this was like, I felt like the game where the whole Tyreek Hill concerns got put to bed. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling both had over 100 yards receiving. Both looked really good. I think that those, uh, the, the gap that was left by Tyreek Hill has been filled. Uh, and I think it makes our offense more dynamic, more multidimensional. Good word there. Um, so all in all, I'm really excited about the Chiefs. Uh, what I want to talk about, though, in my recap, this week... Frank, so Willie Gay, he was the guy who threw the vacuum, got suspended in the middle of the season. He came back this week. Frank Clark, who's been just a ghost all season, had two sacks. One of them was a safety. Finally starts to get the buzz going. And then after the game early this week, we found out he was suspended for, you know, just having a measly Uzi in his car that was unregistered or something. Um, And that really pisses me off. And it does not piss me off that he's suspended. If you, like, get arrested for something, I think you should probably get a suspension. I'm not arguing that. But what I hate is that this is just happening in the middle of the season. You know, both of these incidents, the vacuum and the Uzi, were, like, the middle of the summer. 
and it takes us three, four months to just figure out what the suspension is. Um, just a little rant there on how I think the NFL discipline committee or whoever it is, basically Roger Goodell, just has to fix this. Um, I don't care that Frank Clark's missing. I don't know why I care so much about this, but it just grinds my gears. So that's all I've got on the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. If there's anything we know about Roger Goodell and uh, his history of being commissioner of the league, is that like Frank Clark, uh, he's unafraid to pull the trigger in the middle of the season and just suspend somebody on a whim. So no evidence of Frank Clark shooting the gun, Tyus. Get your facts straight. We are a we are a Sorry. reputable journalism group here, Mizzou journalism graduates. Uh, inaccurate. Sorry. Please don't suspend me. All right, um, let's talk about something more related to football in our NFL segment. Uh, what happened with the Eagles? Uh, well, I'm glad you brought it up because nothing happened. Uh, the Eagles are on a bye. Uh, so that's part of the reason why I stay up to travel. You know, when the team takes a weekend off, so do I. Uh, so that's what got me up to Madison. But um, so not much to talk about there, obviously. Uh, but I did want to make some note of the buy, and there's something that's really scaring me. Can, can I tell you about it, Connor? I would hate it if you didn't. All right, a little Halloween preview for you. It's about to get spooky up in here. Uh, so I was going through, um, obviously the Eagles have Super Bowl aspirations this year. Aspirations is a good word. Thank you. Um, and so I was looking at the past Super Bowls, and I was just curious. I was like, ah, the buy seems kind of early. You know, uh, I, are they going to be tired later on this season because their break came so long ago. Uh, so I went and looked at all the past Super Bowl winners for the past 10 years. Um, and let me just run you through this list, if you don't mind. 2021 Rams, week 11. Bucks, 2020, week 13. Chiefs, 2019. Do you know it? 12. You're unbelievable. Yes, week 12. 2018, Pats, week 11. 2017, Eagles, 10. I didn't know that. 2016, Pats, 9. 2015, Broncos, 7. 2014, Pats, 10. 2013, Seahawks, 12. 2012, Ravens, 9. So all but the 2015 Broncos had their buys in the second half of the season. So that's concerning me uh, for one thing because the Eagles, but also Colin or Connor, when is the Chiefs fight this year? Do you know? It's late. Is it 13? Week eight. Oh, shit. Week eight. So you're about half of the two. So our teams are screwed. Um, oh, I so knew yeah, that. Nervous. It's next week. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I knew that. Um, yeah, that's not good news. I'm, I'm mad you brought that to my attention. Um, I'm pretty sure last year we were week four or five, too. So that explains that. Um, that'll be something to yeah. keep the eyes on. We'll have to we'll have to scout out all the bye weeks and think who's got the best shot with the late bye weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's good for betting advice. Um, unlike the financial advice, but I, I didn't. I didn't. I'm just. I'm in awe that you knew that the, the 2019 Chiefs buy and not this year's. Just literally next week. Uh, that's incredible. Yeah, I. I think we were like 12, uh, 12 and then I knew it four either this year or three years ago, whatever it may have been, or this past year or two years ago. I don't know. Um, you kind of helped me too with giving me the the hint that it was late. Um, so. Yeah, proud of myself for that poll. But uh, we can uh, we can move on to the least surprising surprise. Um, 
What did you have, Tyus, for your least surprising surprise this week? Sure. So my least surprising surprise this week was that the Cardinals outscored the Saints. Uh, So throughout history, many Saints in the Catholic Church have been known for their celibacy. You know, Mother Teresa, St. Agnes, St. Thomas Aquinas, Mary, you know, all very famous. The Cardinals, on the other hand, you know, Cardinals, members of the clergy, the Catholic Church, the ecclesiastical, you know, rankings, uh, they have not been so consistent with following their their, their callings. See, uh, as you and all of our latter, uh, to be a Pope, you generally have to be a Cardinal first. Uh, so, Pope, just a couple of examples here. Pope John the Twelfth uh, was rumored to have a brothel out of the Vatican while he was in office, uh, and is said to have died in the midst of the deed, uh, outscoring the saints in the process. Uh, another one, Alexander the Sixth, was estimated to have about seven to ten kids while he was a pope, outscoring saints by seven to ten, kind of like the cardinals. Uh, at least surprising surprise this week. Yeah, um, I'm glad you went with you know. I don't know if I should say glad. I'm I'm happy relatively that you went with some of the brothels and the children as opposed to the other type of children incidents uh within the the Catholic the Catholic world. Um so uh, that was dangerous waters but I think you landed in a good spot. Definitely least surprising surprise um that pick six like video of Andy Dalton with the uh the guy doing the flip in the background all-timer. Uh, so good game, goodly surprising surprise. Uh, mine is, again, this is just kind of a, a general least surprising surprise. And that is that a group of, you know, blue-collar workers led with pickets uh, just fell short, uh, fell on their face, and, and turned into a big bunch of losers. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett, quarterback, just looked awful. Uh, and, you know, I... Uh, are you anti-union or are you pro-union, Tyus? Uh, I'm union. Think about unions. Put put you on the spot there. Um, I think this just yeah. goes to show that you know the workers in this world don't have the power yet. Uh, you know the 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 big companies, the big CEOs, the executives, the Miami, the Miami uh, wealthy, they're running the show, and our blue collar guys. They don't have a say yet, and that's something that I think uh, needs to change. Yeah, yeah. And the the Steelers, just like the minimum wage, is they were under fifteen this week, uh, which is a problem. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, not my best least surprising surprise, but I had a good uh, good picket pun in there, so that's all that I care about. Certainly um, not your worst either. True, true. Uh, that's what I like to do. Just just coast somewhere in the middle. So. Uh, we will move on quickly here to our season total showdown. You can expect right after this is released to get a, a graphic of where we're at with all our picks. Um, I'll go first since you've gotten to go first on all the other uh, things this week. And what I realized is that I think the NFC, these are turning to be pretty easy. Um, but what's hard is the AFC. So I'll do my NFC first. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers under 11.5 wins. So they're three and four, uh, just came off a terrible loss to the Panthers. Um, they have to get to 12 wins. So I think that means they have to go like, what is that? Nine and one the rest of the way out. 
Um, so two losses and they're done. Seems pretty, uh, pretty much like a lock to me. So that's my NFC. And my AFC, this is, again, a lot harder. But I'm taking the Houston Texans under four and a half wins. So they're one, four, and one. If they get four more, uh, I lose the bet. But AFC's getting a little tighter here. Uh, and I, I'd rather bet against a team that I know is bad than take one of these teams that could turn really good, turn could turn really bad, uh, and have to toe the middle line there. So that's what I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I, I was tempted to take the Bucks this week. I didn't just because I think they can go nine and two. Uh, it's a fear of Brady figuring it out, and all of a sudden they're back to where they were. I don't see that happening. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so I'll probably be taking them sometime in the next couple of weeks. I just want to kind of see that one out a little bit more, just just to make sure. Um, but all your reasons, I think, are, are good and true. Uh, so I'll start with the NFC as well then. Uh, my pick this week is the Seattle Seahawks over 5.5 wins. Uh, they're at 4-3 and three right now. Uh, they just need two more in their schedule. I was looking at it. It doesn't seem – it's not like super easy going forward, but there's definitely at least – two or more winnable games in there. And they've been beating some teams, frankly, that I didn't think they'd beat this year already. So who knows? Maybe they'll go nuts and get three or four more wins. So Seahawks are my NFC pick. For the AFC, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals, another over, over 9.5 wins. Also four and three. Seems like they're kind of getting their offense into gear. Offensive line problems haven't been as much of an issue. Um, maybe they don't have a result, but there's overcoming them better. Uh and their division is not as strong as I think we thought it was at the beginning of the year with the Browns struggling, the Steelers struggling. So I think four, five more wins is definitely within the realm of possibility. I'd like them to be back in the playoffs this year. Yeah, yeah. The NFC, I I think it's obviously a good pick just by the math. Um, like I said, pretty easy, a lot of options there. The Bengals, I, dude, there are, there, there's like four or five teams that were at that, you know, between eight and a half and nine and a half win total mark to start the season. And I could see any of them getting hot and hitting the over easy. I could see any of them just stifling and, and not getting close. So I, I don't know. That middle of the pack in the AFC is just a wash to me. You've got the Bengals, the Chargers, the Raiders, the even the Browns with Deshaun Watson coming back. So I, I, I have no idea what's going on there. Um, like I said, I, I settled with the Texans, who I know is just an awful team, awful organization, uh, and hoping that they don't turn some miracle around so that uh i think that wraps up season total showdown any other nfl thoughts no that's it for me all right time for three bets you're fucking crazy but i can't turn down free money you got a bit all right it is time for three bets uh quick recap of last week the uh, only college bet I had was Clemson and Syracuse over 49 and a half. Tyus, you tailed that bet, and we both suffered a, a bit of a bad beat there. Really high-scoring first half, but Syracuse's offense just went to shit in the second half. Lost that close. I think it finished with like 46 or 47 points. So close, but no cigar. 0-1 to start. Um, then just the the pretzel you got put in. When I took Giants plus three, you said the line was fishy. You went against your gut. You took the Jaguars, and the Giants won outright. So I won that one. You faded. You were wrong. You were 0-2. I was 1-1. But, you know, you're a smart man. You tailed me again on game three. The Raiders shit-pumped the Texans. Uh, I was a little close. Like I was afraid of a backdoor cover there in the fourth quarter. 
but I think there was a pick six or something that, that put it out of reach. So Raiders covered the seven points easily. I go two and one. You go one and two. Uh, on a bit of a cold streak here, Tyus, what do you got to say? Yeah, where are we at in the overall standings? Have you kept track of that? No, I need to do that. I've been saying it for like three episodes that I'll do that. But, you know, I'm a busy man. I'm a busy man. <laughs> no, I like the ambiguity. I'm the, the less we know, the more I can just convince myself I'm still ahead. So that's all I have right now. So, yeah. so let's just let's keep going week, week nine. I'm we'll, ready. We'll test our listeners here. Once somebody tweets at our Twitter account, uh, we should get the at. We'll we'll plug the at uh, here in a second. I'll insert it. Ready? Insert. Jocks all trades. That's J O C K S A L L T R A D E S. Jocks all trades. Tweet at us for that. Um, we will get the. Uh, I'm going to have to edit. So for this week's three bets, uh, mixing things up just a little bit here. Uh, I did not like the college football slate whatsoever. My eyes, nothing nothing drew me in. So mixing it up, going to the World Series, uh, and it's a prolonged bet. So this one we might have to track over, over the next week or two. But I'm taking the Philadelphia Phillies plus one and a half games in the World Series. So I get the Phillies to win the World Series or if they lose in seven. Um, that's my bet. I think they have the top-end pitching at the rotation to, to match the Astros, uh, and their bats are hot. Those Philly fans are wild. Uh, I think if they can just steal one in Houston, uh, it's either going to seven or it's going to seven or they're winning. So Phillies plus one and a half games. What do you think, Ty? Uh, I want to tell you I do. I think the Phillies are a fun team. I want them to win. Um, but I'm going to fade you um, for, for lots of reasons. First, I think the Astros have just just are the better team. They've been steamrolling through the playoffs with Altuve playing terribly. Um, so I, I, if it was, the Phillies could lose in six, I would probably understand, but I don't know if they can get it to seven. Um, so I'm going to take the Astros. Plus, uh, I think statistically speaking, more often than not, a team or a city does not win both the World Series and the Super Bowl. Uh, and so I don't want to jinx the Eagles' chances at, at the big big boy. Um, so I'm going to fade you. I'll take the Astros. Yeah, I don't know if it'll get to seven either because uh, I think the Phillies win in six. So we'll see what happens <laughs> there. Um, that's our MLB bet, uh, first one of the uh, three bets history. But on to my bread and butter, the NFL. First NFL game I'm taking, Colts minus two and a half at home versus the Commanders. Big change, got that washed up bum Matt Ryan out of the picture bringing in University of Texas Longhorn Sam Ellinger 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 I say it differently every time uh I think he's the truth I think he's the real deal uh Colts are a better team they're gonna win by a field goal or more yeah I I think I'm I'm gonna tell you on this one I think it's a classic case of some new life sparks the energy of the whole team and everyone's gonna be playing better because there's a new guy in there. Now we've got hope. Let's see what happens. And I think the Redskins, or excuse me, uh, cut that out. Well, yeah, uh, the Commanders. Um, now that like they're they're hot off their win over the Packers with their new quarterback and their kind of rejuvenation with Taylor Heideke. Um, but we've seen him before. We know he's very volatile. He can go back and forth. Um, shout out Ray Allen. So I think that they uh, <laughs> have, have have blown their wad here too early. Now. 
I'm taking the Colts uh, as well. I'll tell you. Going from the Ray Allen to blowing their wad was a uh, was an all timer <laughs> there. Um, okay, I like that. We're in on the Colts. Uh, my last one. I'm taking the New York Jets plus one and a half versus the Patriots. Basically a pick 'em, but I am drinking the Kool Aid that they're that they're mixing up there. Uh, in Jets country. I think that they are just a really good all-around football team. They've got the weapons on offense. They've got a really good defense. And those are things that the Patriots just don't have. They've got the coaching. They've got the, you know, whatever you may think. But they just don't have the talent. Uh, so I'm taking the Jets. Yeah. And I, and I think this is, uh, you know, Kansas, I think it's little brother finally has a chance to beat big brother. And they've been getting beat up by the Patriots in the division for years and years and years and now there's blood in the water there's a chance they can actually beat them so they're going to be fired up the whole fan base is going to be fired up patriots are vulnerable right now we don't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be probably mac jones um yeah so i like it i'm telling let's fly high jets yeah I've, I've been a little bit of a bears truther all year uh so it's tough for me to like really blame that loss on the patriots but that monday night game was like tough to watch. The Patriots looked so bad. They had the stretch in the second quarter where Bailey Zappi came in and lit things up, and then it was right back to absolutely nothing in the second half. So I think the Patriots are done. Picked them in the season total showdown. Picked their under a couple weeks ago. Uh, so I'm out on the Patriots. Bill Belichick's found ways to just fist me in the past, so I wouldn't be shocked if it happened again. Other than the fact that lefty lynch lock of the week is 3-0 and in the last three weeks, and the Jets are the lefty lynch lock of the week this week, Belichick has no chance. All right. Appreciate your feedback on That's that cool. one, Tyus. Um, uh, <laughs> are we still on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're closing it down. My bad. Uh, great pick. I, I feel so good to be on your side for this week. Thank you. I was really passionate about that and just fucking crickets. <laughs> so that'll, uh, I guess that'll wrap up three bets. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful. And so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people. And neither do we. Thank you. All right. We are going to get going with our starting five uh, for this week. Uh, in anticipation of a big weekend, uh, a holiday that I hate. Uh, we are going to be drafting things all about Halloween. Um, so we have a very special guest picker, our first female guest picker, uh, a good friend of mine, and the fiancé of another good friend of mine. Our guest is Ariel Alawat. Ariel, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, big Halloween girl. Um, it's not like often you can like associate someone with a holiday, but when Tyus and I decided we were doing Halloween... I, I, my mind went to Ariel. So what, what, if you don't mind just sharing why you like Halloween so much off the cuff, perhaps without giving away picks, uh, maybe give our, our listeners some insight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love Halloween. It's the best time of year by far. Um, I like to think of every day as Halloween. Like it's not really just a season for me. Like I literally live my everyday life, just enjoying things that are naturally classified as Halloween-esque. But I think the reason I love it so much is I love like all things scary, spooky. I'm a big horror movie fan. Um, many people that know me would think like, I actually do kind of think I'm a witch. Like that's a real thing. Um, (laughs) I have a black cat. Like I love, I love everything about it. So 
I just, I think this is the best time of year. I love the scary stuff and it's just super fun. So. All right. Love that. Um, wait, wait, can you, can you say more about why you think you're a witch? I am so curious to learn more about that. We might... Okay. Like this is, it. this is, I'm not joking. I actually do think so. So like, I'm convinced I'm psychic. I feel like I dream stuff a lot and it comes true. Um, I'm big into like astrology. I believe in ghosts, spirits. I do like tarot card readings, crystals, all of that. So I'm a very spiritual person. Um, I do believe in witches. Uh, so I like technically try to like practice these kinds of things, but like people think it's a joke, but like I legitimately take it seriously. Um, and I love it. And it's just one of those things that it's like, Everybody that knows me kind of just knows that it's kind of my type of crazy, but I firmly believe in it. So that is awesome. And so I think just want to go on the record. If Ariel wins the starting five, we can just confirm that she put a spell on Connor and I. And, and it's not our doing. It's not our doing at all. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the only reason. Um, but I will say just on this note, uh, the best thing about Ariel, in my opinion, is that I can call her crazy for believing in all those things, and and she takes it well. You know, she doesn't she doesn't get offended by it. So, Tyus, if you think of good jokes to poke fun at her throughout the throughout the next twenty minutes or whatever, uh, fire away. So, without further ado, we will. Uh, uh, this is going to be one of those drafts where we have subcategories. So, throughout the five rounds, we'll need to get one of each of these things. So, one candy one costume, one movie or TV show that's Halloween-themed, one pick-your-fight of Halloween characters. So basically anything that you could think would be like a decoration or a, a Halloween character, uh, a pick-your-fighter for that. So who would win in a fight? And then lastly, just a miscellaneous activity. So any quick questions before we get going from you guys or, or you think we're ready to roll? I have a quick question. So when it comes to the movies slash TVs, are we talking about like Halloween movie as in like it has to be about the holiday Halloween or like can it be like a movie you could watch on Halloween, like a scary movie or like a horror movie? Tyus, what are your thoughts? I would think scary movies or horror movies are good. I think that. I would think so too. Yeah. Okay, cool. So really either, I guess, is the uh, the answer to the question, but we okay. uh we did Wheel of Names before we started recording, and Tyus, you got first pick, so why don't you kick off our starting five of Halloween? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I admittedly am not a huge Halloween guy either, so I'm nervous to see where this goes, but uh, I'm going to go chalk here. I'm going to go with just, I think, the safe pick, the consensus one-one. I'm going candy, and I'm going to take Reese's as the number one Halloween candy. Biggest sales in America for a reason. Classic combination, chocolate, peanut butter. How can you beat it? I don't know. I don't think it can be done. That's my pick. Damn it, dude. There was literally one thing I wanted in this whole draft, and it was Reese's. So you can, you can F right off. I'm just going to log off the Zoom here. Um, okay. Uh, I, will, uh, I will pick second here. Um. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure none of the things that I want are going to be on your guys' radar at all. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna over strategize about when I take what. I'm just gonna kind of go down the board here. Um, I'm gonna go with costume first overall, 
and I'm taking Andy Reid as a costume. Uh, I've done oh, this like my. four years, maybe. Uh, it's super easy. You just put a cheese clothes on, headset. Uh, when I was like early college, I would put like fluff in my in my stomach. Don't have to do that anymore. Uh, so the costumes gotten even easier, uh, and it's always a hit out at the bars at the parties. So. That is like an absolute Connor classic, the Andy Reid costume. Oh, I meant, I forgot to mention the best thing ever. You go, I would always get like a Wendy's menu and I would laminate <laughs> it and then I would just take the Wendy's menu around as my, my play card. It was the perfect college costume, so. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, Dial up the par for four, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ariel, you get two picks. So, yeah, any category you want, oh, uh, you just have to get one of each by the end. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I kind of agree with Connor and think that the things that I pick are not going to be on your guys' <laughs> radar. But I'm going to go anyway. Um, okay, so for the third round pick, I'm going to go with a um, miscellaneous activity. And that is going to be doing a Ouija board. That is a Halloween <laughs> classic. I could have gone with something wholesome, like carve a pumpkin, but I thought I'd spice it up a bit. Um, so, yeah, I think that's super fun, you know, just kind of connect with the spirits during this time. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's one that I enjoy. Um, yeah, I, uh, and then <laughs> I've done a Ouija board one time. And it was like sophomore, junior year of high school, maybe. And I swear to God, shit was happening. It was so scary. And I didn't realize oh, yeah. that it was like something you weren't supposed to do. And so I come home and I'm like telling my mom, like I'm like bragging to my mom about what we did. And she was mortified <laughs> that we that we used a Ouija board. So I haven't done it since. But in the back of my mind, I, I really want to try it. So we'll we'll see what yeah. happens. But they're pretty legit. And the last time I did one, um, when I got done with it, I had to go to the store the next day for my mom. And she was like, Hey, go get me like a few things from the store. Um, and I got them for her. And when I went to check out, my total was six, 66. And that was really crazy. <gasps> yeah. Um, gotta go. Gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> um, That's when you just add so a yeah. piece of gum to the, to the, <laughs> yeah. I'll take those tic tacs. Yeah. Um, so yeah that was weird but i i do love that i just love doing like embracing the scary stuff during halloween so i would say that my round four pick i'm gonna go with candy and i'm gonna go kit kat look me <laughs> yes that i would say i was gonna go for reese's too why That's did like i take an andy reed ariel wasn't gonna pick andy reed <laughs> you, <idiot>. <laughs> <laughs> you just really needed to lock that one down, yeah you know Sorry, please continue on Kit Kat if you had additional thoughts. It's a great candy. It's it's a great candy. You know, I feel like it's always a hit. And Reese's is by far, I think, the number one. But I think Kit Kat is a solid number two. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to lose the draft. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep letting you talk about how great Reese's is. Uh, <laughs> you can keep going, Eric. Uh, but yeah, Kit Kat was, was number two on my candy list as well. I think it's a great pick. I only had I only had two on my list. I didn't realize Kit Kat was such a heavy hitter. I knew Reese's was the was the goat, but screw me. Okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take again, this isn't gonna be on your guys' list, but 
movie or TV show. I'm just going with an episode of television that is centered around Halloween, and it makes me laugh every time. And that is the mm-hmm. slutty pumpkin episode from How I Met Your Mother. Um, you know, Ted sees this this slutty pumpkin up on the rooftop party, and then like he goes back every year wearing his same hanging Chad costume trying to find his slutty pumpkin um there's a lot of like side stories with barney and and everybody on halloween but it's a every halloween i like go back and watch just that episode of how i met your mother so oh my gosh that is a classic i love that episode it's so good yeah the hanging chad is the perfect halloween costume for ted mosby like i can't think of something that you know embodies him more than that it's 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 great good pick (laughs) A hundred percent. So, okay, Tyus, two picks for you here. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to dip into the miscellaneous category here as well. Uh, And I'm going to take just a classic, you know, when you think of Halloween, you think about getting excited for, um, you know, the the holiday. I always think of growing up and going to school and there's nothing better than doing the school parade in your costume and just flexing on all your classmates over what, what costume you were seeing the boys, seeing your friends, like, in their different costumes, all dressed up, uh, strutting your stuff, getting free candy. <laughs> School parade on Halloween is my miscellaneous pick. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I don't think my school ever did that. What? Yeah, and I'm, like, upset that I never got to experience this. We definitely did. Like, just, like, through the hallways you're talking, right? The hallways yeah, of the school? Yeah, like, yard. We do it out there. Yeah, we <gasps> did that. Yeah, and then like oh then everybody would go to their individual classrooms for the Halloween parties where there's like the one psycho mom that, that brings in all the candy. Yeah, well, for Ariel, they probably just wouldn't let the girl with the Ouija board participate. They're like, ah, oh, we, we got to keep her away. <laughs> They're like, uh, yeah, she's kind of like, she's a little out there, so we're just like, oh. yeah, no, we never did anything like that. Like, we had Halloween parties and stuff, but like, we're, we weren't even allowed to wear costumes to school or anything. Dang. Yeah. Like, not even when you were really little? No, like, we did trunk or treat and stuff like that, like, after school. But, like, at school, you could wear Halloween-themed, like, T-shirts and stuff, but never costumes. Interesting. That's pretty lame. Yeah. Tyus, I will say, just a general thought on that pick. I think Halloween is the epitome of a holiday that's, like, really fun when you're little. So I like going back to the the youth for your Mm -hmm. activity. So, Um, all right. Next pick. All right. I think I'm up again. Uh, if I'm going to take my fir- our first venture into the pick your fighter category here. Uh, and so how specific do I need to be? Like, do I need to take a general type of monster or do I need to like name one? I think general and you get, you get the broad sweeping. And if you want to allude to one specific person to, to help prove your point, I think you could do that. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh, so in that case, I'm going to take, vampires here um let's go i like that reaction from ariel uh so a lot of reasons here i think vampires they just have a lot going for them so one like they're literally undead they can live for (laughs) eternity unless you kill them so like you gotta kill them you can't just wait them out uh they have in this in like addition to being super strong like uh i feel like i've read somewhere that you know vampires take in the strength of the people whose blood they suck uh try beating that guy in a fight i don't think or girl i don't think you can do it um they have mind powers they can uh like you know 
turn into fog sometimes, or they can like uh, you know, turn to a bat, or they can you know hypnotize you from a distance. That's a great, a great weapon. Um, and then obviously, uh, I have to admit I am Team Jacob when it comes to Twilight, but you know, oh, 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 let's talk about that in a second, Ariel. Uh, but, but, you know, they can get you to fall in love with you, with them, and then beat you that way. Uh, and I, I think they're, they're like an Andy Reid costume on Halloween, just you can't beat them. Um, so vampires are my pick. It's such a solid pick. Like, I truly, right now, I'm racking my brain to see how I can find something better than that. Yeah, it was I'm like... So super well thought out you know like my my, <laughs> yeah. my pea brain is just like suck they have weird teeth and suck blood and then you're going through like a fucking seven step strategy on how they would win a fight oh i think i think my lack my my lack of preparation will show when it comes to my pick perhaps oh i think we should we should invite ariel on for all these starting fives she's really gassing up my pick today i I like this this is nice (laughs) i know i feel like you are having the same like train of thought i am and it's really throwing me off because i did not i did not see you going vampire like at all i'm very shocked by this um i'm I'm just out on an island here you you guys aren't worried about me (laughs) he's like andy Andy reading the slutty pumpkin is an elite one too um Okay, it is back to me. Uh, nobody knows where this is going, but I'll uh, I'll take an activity, um, and I'm going to take an activity that was just briefly mentioned, and that is, you know what? I'm not doing the activity. Both of you already have it. I'm gonna I'm gonna re-strategize here, and I'm going to take a character that I think would win in a fight, uh, and this is because I think it's the only one out there that would beat me in a fight, and that is a black cat. I know you guys think this is a terrible pick, but I could go up to a witch and punch that ugly little, you know what, (laughs) right in the face. And I would have no problem. I could do, you know, I could uh, stomp on a spider. I could, I could fight a a vampire, but what I could not do is just get in the same room as a black cat without shitting my pants. Those things freak me out. They have those piercing yellow eyes and I will tell you this, if I can get close to them, I'm going to beat their ass, but I think they would just scare me away. So by, by pure fear, I'm out on the black cats. I have so many thoughts. Ariel, you so have two, thoughts. you have two of them, don't you? I have one. She is the light of my life, my bride and joy. <laughs> I, and I've had her around you before, so I don't know how I feel. I made you put her in the basement. I, I, and then you made me go down there and I was freaking out. <laughs> she is literally the most perfect baby. Like, I cannot believe this. They but... also, they walk funny. And what, this is just all cats, but <laughs> black cats makes it, when they just can jump, like they, they sneak up into a, like on top of your counters out of nowhere. They jump up there and do shit. I jump on the couch. They're so sneaky. Oh. They're very like, um, what's the word? Uh, when you're really like agile, they're very like. Agile, I think is the word. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. I'm I'm absolutely tanking this, but I'm just going to sit back and, and see you two duke it out here. So, uh, so that's you, my pick. You, do you firmly believe that black cats are bad luck? Like, do you think if you come across them, you're going to get bad luck? Uh, 
more so than most bad luck things, like the, you know, stepping on a crack or walking under a ladder. Those are jovial, but not jovial, <laughs> juvenile, juvenile, jovial. They're not happy. They're just, <laughs> Good you know, word. yeah, happy. <laughs> um, but black cats, like it ruins my day whenever I see one. So. Oh my God. Okay. Genuinely? Oh yeah. I'm being so serious. Yeah. I, I cannot stand <laughs> black cats, really any cat, but black are the worst that, Please don't, please don't take a sound bite of that one. Oh God. Okay, Ariel, two picks for you. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay, so I think I'm going to go with movies slash TV show, and I'm going to pick a movie. And um, this is the movie that like got me into like the horror genre and like made me love scary movies. Um, it's called The Strangers. I don't know if anybody's seen it. Maybe not. I have not. Oh, no. it's so, it's so good. It's like the, it's a scary movie. It came out in like 2009, I think. But it's about like a family that goes to like this little cabin in the woods, and these people with masks like start to stalk them, and they see them in the windows and stuff. It's like a terrifying movie, but it is so good. So I watch it every Halloween season. So I would pick that um as my movie slash tv show yeah i don't think Ty, um, neither tyus or nor i are are horror movie guys so our lack of seeing it or respect for that pick is is probably on us more than it is on the pick itself really so like huh i'd only do it if like a girl were... made me like i was talking mm. to this girl that loved that haunting of hill house show and oh, yeah and i watched like all of that just to try to like talk to her about it but i hated every second of it oh, I, it gives it gives me the heebie-jeebies yeah but no it's kind of well, it's kind of simpy yeah. is what it is yeah i mean like connor mentioned so um one of connor's best friends is my fiance um noah and he hates scary movies every time i make him watch one he literally like gets so mad afterwards he his stomach hurts he doesn't want to watch it like all that but i make him watch it all the time we go to the movies and see him so i get that he, he puts up with it for me um but yeah it's a really good movie i highly suggest it to anybody that loves horror movies and hasn't seen it um that's what you get for watching like 14 hours of football on the weekends so uh yeah. with him uh all right and then is it no you have you'll have two more picks so you've Two more? Not right now. Oh, One right now here. and then and then later. So that was your movie. And then you've okay. got... Uh, so what do you need? A character for a pick your a fighter and a costume. Okay. So a pick your fighter, costume, and what was the other one? Those are the only two that you still need. And you can take okay. either one right now. Um, okay. I am going to do the pick your fighter one. I am going to say, um, so hard. You guys both did really good ones. I did a um, black cat. I'm, I don't know well, about black cat. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with like, I'm going to go with a ghost because ghosts, you can't see, you never know when they're coming. They have like the, the advantage of like, um, they can sneak up on you. They can surprise you. They can really mess with you. They can get in your head, start tweaking stuff around the house, really kind of um, do stuff in the middle of the night. You never feel safe kind of thing. 
Um, and also, like, a lot of people believe that ghosts can, like, hurt humans and, like, affect human beings and stuff. So I like the element of surprise. I like how unpredictable they are. I think they have a lot of potential. So I'm going to go with ghosts. Yeah, it's, it's definitely better than a cat. And I guess... <laughs> because <laughs> how do you i've never heard this how do you kill a ghost like they're already dead like what's exactly. what's the strategy for getting rid of one is there is there anything i don't think there is one like i think people talk about there's like ways to protect yourself like you can do like a circle of salt or like things like that but there's no way to like completely get rid of them yeah so i you mean just, they're not going anywhere all you have to do is turn the lights on uh, so I think that's an awful pick. Also, Casper. <laughs> oh my god! You're... <laughs> also, What'd Casper. You say you the... cut out? Casper, the friendly ghost, too. He's he's just a, a cute little oh, fella. Oh, and he's cute. Yeah, he's a little cutie. Okay. Speaking of cuties, Connor, I think it's your pick now. Jeez, back to me already. <laughs> what do I still need? I need a. I got uh, my. Oh, I need a candy and. An activity. Both of you guys have both of those already, so I'll do the activity. Um, and this was mentioned earlier. I'm going to take trunk or treating, not trick or treating, trunk or treating. Oh my. Um, these days, growing up, I think that, and this is why, okay? I think trick or treating is only fun when you're a kid. And, you know, as an adult, it'd just be like a total burden to have to take kids walking around houses. Trunk or treating, at least my parents, they would get like a group of five or six different couple parents. They'd all park together and they would just like be boozing at their cars while the kids are in like a confined parking lot area going crazy. Um, and I think that's just the, the best of both worlds. Like I said, I hate Halloween, but I think knock on wood if I ever have sex and, and have a kid and get to go to trunk or treats at their schools, I think I'll enjoy that. So I'm holding out hope, but uh, I'm taking trunk or treating. This is so interesting because like I read something the other day that people were like that were our age or older that they were saying like they feel so lucky that they grew up in an age where we were able to go trick-or-treating rather than trunk-or-treating because like that's what like parents are solely doing now and it's just like nowhere near the same experience. Yeah, I, I, again, yeah. I think as a kid, you didn't do trunk-or-treating, Tyus? No, I mean, I grew up in a small town, so we just went to everybody's house and knocking on doors causing problems. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, our school, our school would host it. So all the school families would come to, like, the school parking lot, and you'd park. And then instead of walking house to house, you would just walk to the, like, people would be giving out candy out of the back of their cars. It was actually really fun. And, Ariel, I, I totally agree. As a kid, I think trick-or-treating is probably more fun than trunk-or-treating. Um, but I think all the experience altogether being an adult, I think it'd be more fun. And at least for me, trunk or treating, you were with like all your friends from school, uh, and you would just like mess around and like try to, you do it K through eight. And so like yeah. come fifth, sixth grade, you'd be trying to flirt with the girls and, and talk to them and like decide. So, uh, that's what I'm taking. Maybe not a good pick, but that's kind of my MO today. So. No, I think it's pretty solid. It's kind of like the equivalent of like tailgating in a way, but just like Halloween esque. Exactly. I think that's why I'm fond fond of it. So that, Okay. That picks out. Tyus, your final two picks. Ooh, a lot of pressure here. Uh 
I just want to say real quick, credit to all three of us for not picking carving pumpkins for the miscellaneous category. Uh, you know, uh, way to be way to be creative and original. It's uh, a terrible thing. Okay. You get so sticky. I'm not artistic. It is an awful activity. It smells really bad. Yep. It it never turns out as good as I think it's going to. <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm gonna go with so this costume has to be one that I've worn. It can't be just like a cool costume idea. I I think you can do whatever you want, but I think the the audience would respect it a lot more if it's something that you've you've worn in the past. At least I would. Okay, well, clearly based on what you think on this draft, I, that should be no consideration to me uh, <laughs> based on your pick. Uh, so I'm gonna do what I want, uh, and so this is not one that I've worn. But the only reason I never wore it in college or anything is because I have so much respect for the person who came up with the idea that I just can't steal it in good faith. Um, so my costume is going to be the nudist on strike costume. Uh, it's creative. It's funny. And it's not a lot of work. Gets people talking to you. It it checks all the boxes for a costume. Nudist on strike. <laughs> can you – I'm trying to use my – I think I know what you're talking about. But can you explain what, what that – what that would look like? Yeah. So it's literally just wear it, like clothes you would wear on a normal day. And then you have a little cardboard sign hanging around your neck that says nudist on strike. Okay. Because you're not nude. Gotcha. I was seen? Th- No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, I like the idea. I, I think it's like a hanging Chad, uh, you know, pretty easy. I like it. Uh, I think it'd be better if it was like you just had a, a sock over your pecker or something. And same thing. That's like what I thought it was. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, like, oh, all right. Yeah, that would not have been better for anyone involved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, maybe in conversations with the police and not me, but conversations <laughs> would have been had. <laughs> uh, solid pick, but solid. Anyway, yeah, let's get that visual out of our audience's head. Let's let's move on <laughs> to the next, <laughs> my final pick. Uh, I'm going to go, or I have to go with the movie here. Um, and like Connor and I were talking about before, not a huge horror movie guy, so uh, I don't have a lot of, you know, uh, breadth of knowledge in this in this area. But I think I'm going to go just with the classic. Um, gets the people going. Everybody likes it. I'm going to go with The Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, solid, solid. Yeah, I don't know if you would have had a pick that I would have been happy about, but I don't like it. So, really, that's just, it's just a. I don't like. It's a lame movie. I don't. I don't really don't have many thoughts. But I, I, I haven't watched it since I was like ten. I don't think I would like it any more now than I did then. But oh, I love it. I thought you were gonna say the like. The way you were building it up, I thought you were going to say like Halloween Town or something, which I think is a way more lame pick than Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, thank you. I've actually never seen Halloween Town, uh, so uh, I couldn't pick. I don't yeah. get the hype or like Hocus Pocus. I do not get the hype around Hocus Pocus. Never understood it. Never watched that one either. I agree. Yeah, I think they all suck. So I, I'll give you that. Nightmare Before Christmas is at least more creative than those, so I'll give you that. But I just don't like yeah. any of the movies. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Combining holiday, you know, you kind of feel bad for the main character. Like, he, his whole life, he's been evil. And that's all he's ever known. And he wants to do something better. He wants to, like, you know, bring light to people. And 
he's got to do it his own way. He can't copy Christmas, so he's got to stay true to himself while also growing. I think that's cool. And the soundtrack absolutely laughs. You can't oh, tell me it, it does. does. It does. It's so good. I did not realize that I'm you were so passionate. Come on every show. This is so much fun. <laughs> did not realize we had a Nightmare Before Christmas, like, fanboy over here. Um, oh, no. So, like, okay, background for Tyus. I know Connor already knows this, but so I am, Noah and I set our wedding date next year for next Halloween weekend. So Whoa. we're getting married weekend and i'm gonna incorporate like in the playlist some like like halloween monster songs. mash not like go crazy or anything but just like every once in a while but the this is halloween from nightmare from before christmas that's 100 percent on my playlist like i already put it on so you got it's a banger it. is yeah. is the monster mash gonna be your first dance <laughs> noah would literally kill me <laughs> but i wish oh man <laughs> Um, okay. So I've got to come up with a candy. I, like I said, I literally just had Reese's and Kit Kat. I'm not a big candy guy. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to test the listeners here. I'm going to have one here that I don't even like the candy, but when I think of Halloween, I think of this candy and my dad loves it. I would get him. He would just take all of them out of my little bag at the end of the night. And that's almond joys. Uh, they suck. They're not good, but when I think Halloween, I think candy, I think of Almond Joys. I'm just blown away by the picture. <laughs> I didn't want it. I don't Like I said, I don't think it's a good candy, but when I think of Halloween, I think of Almond Joys. That's what my dad loves. Um, yeah. Oh, anything for Mike Lynch, to be honest. Right. That's kind of what I've been trained to, to live by. So. <laughs> that's been your mindset. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we don't need to, to elaborate on the Almond Joys at all. Um, okay, I think that uh, that brings us to our last pick of the draft, Mr. or Mrs. Irrelevant. Ariel, all you need is a costume. What's it going to be? Um, so my costume is going to be Hermione Granger. One, because Harry Potter is the best. Two, because Hermione is the best you cannot top her she's one of the best like female characters um in books movies whatever it is like she's just incredible and three you can make it really cute you can have like the gryffindor stuff you can have a little skirt you know my hair is naturally brown and curly and frizzy so it works out um and it's just a hit everybody recognizes it everybody loves it fan favorite yeah um i in college saw a couple slutty hermione's in my day (laughs) And I did not realize how much I liked Hermione Granger until that. So I uh, I like the pick a lot. And I will never be doing that costume ever again. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I, I was completely tangential. Com- you know, that was just an aside. Uh, Noah, if you're listening, I didn't mean it like that. Um, but I think that uh, that about wraps it up. We're going to – we'll give you a recap here in a second of everybody's picks. Uh, but that concludes the starting five. Ariel, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I loved it. We'll uh, we'll send you the Twitter poll so you can send it to all your friends and and try to to boost the polls. Okay, sweet. All right. Okay, before we send you home with the beer song, uh, we do want to give you a little recap of the starting five Halloween things and events. 
um, just because if you're like us, you probably got lost in that state draft here. So, so here we go. Uh, Tice picked Reese's as his candy, school parades as his miscellaneous event, um, vampire as his pick your fighter character, the nightmare before Christmas as his movie, and the nudist on strike as his costume. Connor with maybe the worst pick in Jacksonville Trace history. Tommy definitely has to look out. He's coming for the throne. Uh, he picked Andy Reid as his costume, the slutty pumpkin as his movie slash TV show, a black cat as his fighting character, uh, trunk or treating as his activity, miscellaneous, and almond joy as his candy. Yuck. Ariel picked a Ouija board as her miscellaneous activity, a Kit Kat as a candy, the Strangers as her Halloween movie, a ghost as her picture fighter, and Hermione Granger as the costume. There's your starting five. Hit the song. Sometimes I have too many beers, which I gladly do, and which I fully embrace. Automatic. Still is. I liked beer. I still like beer. Automatic. Still is. But I did not drink beer to the point of blacking out. When I was in town, I spent much of my time working out, lifting weights, or hanging out and having some beers with friends. Animal House, Caddyshack, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Working out, lifting weights, too many beers. Automatic. Still is. Many nights I worked out with other guys. Maybe it was because I'm an only child and had no sisters. Many of us became friends with students at local Catholic all-girls schools. Amy, or Laura, or Megan, or Nikki. Sometimes I had too many beers, which I gladly do, and which I fully embrace. Working out, automatic. Blacking out, automatic. Catholic all-girls schools, automatic. Still is. <laughs> 